Yes! Yes, yes, yes. We are back on the podcast game and we are live with Mr. Jacob Williams, boss man. And he's going to tell us all about his how experience. So without further ado, let's get straight into it, baby. Yeah! I said yeah! Okay, guys, so let's get straight into it. I'm here now with Jake. Jacob, how you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm very well, mate. Good. What have you been up to? Oh, just working, doing bits for how, you know, sticking with Cadbury's as well, so I've got to go there on a daily. But there's not really a lot we can do in this lockdown situation, is there? There's not. Just eating how. Yeah. So let's get straight into it, mate. How did it begin? And we'll then find out who is Jake Williams. <laughs> oh, that's deep. Who is Jake Williams? <laughs> One more time. Who is Jake Williams? So we're going with the how did it begin, yeah? So I think it was at, what were we, in the gym and went for a coffee. And you just got back from Cambridge, was it, in London? You popped down. You'd been to a new place in London, was it Wingstop? Um, which is obviously a massive thing down there. Just crazy. Sort of explain, explain to me what they did, what they were, what they were about. And... Just sort of said, obviously around here hasn't got anything like that or anything even close. Um, and that was a big thing. And you just sort of said you'd like to start something similar around here or try and touch upon, take what they've got and make it into something around here, which obviously Oswestry hasn't got, never had. Um, we had a couple of chats, a couple of meetings with people. When I seen the meat man, he talked about what he could give us, what he could do, because obviously when he had heat and stuff, Loves yeah, he'd started his own business in town a yeah. couple of times, I so think, he could give us a lot of. Yeah, I think the big thing as well was like, um, what we were thinking. Everyone's got to eat, haven't they? Yeah, so 100%. yeah, there's always there's always going to be people that need to eat, people that need to drink. So bringing what we can for House of Wings is. Yeah, so we then went for it. We first of all went got a building, didn't we, at the bottom of the road? Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, we were just literally about to sign it off. And then, you want to talk about what happened then? Oh, yeah. It was just like a whirlwind at the start, wasn't it? It was like just one thing after another. And it did feel a little bit like we were maybe rushing into things. Rushing things. We went to we went to Yard and Coop. That was sort of the one for me where it was like, right, this this could be unreal. This could be... If we brought this or anything even close to this to the Austria area, like it's madness. Like there's Mouth nothing even close. Well. Yeah, just just so we could try everything, try it as much as we could because it was, <laughs> that menu salt and just pepper, mate. oh so good. And every time I go back to Manchester or even Liverpool now, it's the first place I think of going for food because they are so good. Anyone that hasn't tried it is yeah. so good. Yard and Coop are the boys oh the creme ladies, de la creme around here whatever like oh so, so yeah that was the sort of opener for me and then we were trying to push to get as close to them but open our own venue be our own little thing down the bottom and then we weren't sure because we were struggling to get was it the alcohol license was it the alcohol i can't remember we were struggling to get a license for down there and i can't remember what it was but it was something and I was just chatting to Thomas in Liar Liar and we were having a chat and he was just saying how 
Um, Oz and Osprey at the time, but they 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 were leaving and their contract was coming up to an end. And I think it'd be cool if we could do a daytime menu here at Liar Liar. So that was sort of how it started. A little chats with me and Tom back and forth. I went back to Sean and said, we could do this, you know, like we don't need to sign off on our own stuff. We can get an idea of what we'd be like at Liar Liar. And then if it doesn't work, we haven't took, taken a massive three-year lease on a building that might not even come to anything. So, yeah, we ended up, obviously it works well with Thomas and things, me and him being yeah. so close. And then, yeah, we've all just sort of integrated into one big like family now. Like, liar Liar. How collabs collabs daily. So, who is Jake Williams? If someone asks you, who is Jake Williams? Who is Jake Williams? That's a toughie. I'm just a chilled, very relaxed. I knew you were gonna say that. Chill, chill, mate. I'm so <laughs> chilled. Like, don't do drama. Don't do like aggro. Don't do getting like. Don't get wound up. I'm just. It's me. I'm. So I think that's where me and you maybe work well is because you're energetic and you're I'm a much. million miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll just sit back and maybe you'll, you'd have 150 Howe restaurants by now <laughs> spread across the country and I'd probably still be sat in just one with Liar Liar. <laughs> so like we've got that happy medium in the sense of we've Definitely. ended up with what we've got because of maybe I pull you back a little mm. bit and you dragged me off my arse a little bit. So, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, definitely. And like, this time last year, we had then employed Ryan and Tally. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we threw a launch party for like 120 people. And then that Saturday, the following Thursday, things obviously were shut down. So, again, how was that lockdown experience for you? And just... That, that was a kick. Like, I was sort of... We were ready to go. We were due to open on the Monday. Um that excitement of ready to launch we've got to be honest partly I think it was maybe the best thing that happened to us oh yeah we were nowhere near we were nowhere near we still aren't no we're still not <laughs> a year on but when I look back at where we were sort of when we were ready to launch or said we were ready to launch we were a million miles off it so it was potentially the best thing that ever happened to us because, even that burger we just looked oh, at mate that oh, people, looks the driest thing I've ever seen in my life. And people all over it. Yeah. And we were literally just cheap we were just cheesy fries on a on a lot of platter and that was it. But so yeah, it was tough because at the time I I took it to heart and I thought, this has killed us, this is we need to do this, we need to get on the takeaway game straight away, we need to do this, this and this and Yeah, that's probably the flip side, doesn't it? Because I was like, Yeah, we can't like, yeah. we can't really open and the way even when we did do our click and collect and mm -hmm. take away like trials, they were a bit of a flop in a way because it's so inconsistent going, it's cold, it's hot, it's good yeah. and the thingy. So for us to open like that straight away, we yeah, probably we'd have, killed, we'd have killed us. Killed us so that's massively. So to wait for that four month period after to open. Did so uh, much yeah, like Skype in those four months. Crazy. So much prep, so much sort of found out so much about our food, our tasters, like everything in those four months and it made us so much better in the long run yeah and, that, and I think that thing like when we look at it and go like everything we're trying to do is looking at the long term plan it's more 
So for a sake of four months, as bad as it was, we then didn't we were through like the doorstep party, oh, raise yeah, money. We were still doing stuff, and um, we were still trying to stay active and make people sort of hear the noise yeah. of House of Wings. But it wasn't; they weren't eating our food. Yeah. But it was just they, <laughs> they were, were hearing, hearing about us. us. Luckily, they weren't eating our yeah. food. <laughs> they they were seeing our terrible attempt of burgers online and. Uh, and we were loving it at the time, yeah. but when you reflect back now, we were looking at it going, "Oh, this is class! These are the best things I've ever tasted." And looking really? back, it's like, "Oh my god, what were they compared to what we've got now?" But, it's crazy, but that's part of the process. Yeah, and I think we are, but we will get better from now as well. Whereas I look back then and think we thought we were good then, mm. so it's what we are now, and then what we'll be in twelve months if we make the same progress again. Yeah, like, it'll be mad, but. I think it's it's all part of the journey and yeah so now we get to july and summer and we get to open and the hype of dealing with obviously like how was it for you because your mum's employed by us how was that experience or i know she loves it and lives for it now but how was that in terms of thinking right that relationship going essentially i always say to you you might have to sack your mum here <laughs> <laughs> so are you prepped for that day and that are you day invited to sunday dinner or what's um, the plan i know it's lot. I, I she has her meltdowns and stuff but she's just she cares and that's and that is her biggest problem with this place is she cares too much she cares about what people think about what people say and she's a warrior like she is a million miles from me like she worries about everything any the tiniest little thing is an absolute meltdown and it's the end of the world and i'm just like just relax like what's the worst gonna happen we'll get through it it's fine just chill uh, but she goes off on a tangent and i'm just so i listen to it and i let it sort of manifest there but i do try and just leave sort of the rest of the dealing with her to you and Tom because it makes it a lot easier for me that I don't have to get involved in that situation. Yeah, she'll ring me on the odd occasion and say, this has happened today. And I'm like, okay. And I just sort of yeah, agree. I just sort of try and push and like, I always back you and Tom and be like, yeah, that's because of this. And yeah, that situation's happened because of this. And I'll explain it to her and she sort of does, I think she maybe gets it when it comes from me because... She knows that I'm not trying to sort of pull the wall or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. But so what was that summer feeling when we actually then got started? Oh, massive, and... massive. I, I was so proud of the team, of myself, of us, everything, because that four months, we did a lot. Um, Crazy. We got this place ready to go and... Especially the evenings. I think the evenings was a big achievement for us because the daytime it had already ran here in this like building inside Laia Laia. Um Like changing the hours because they were licensed yeah. to like six. We changed it to like 10 and then we could serve alcohol from 11. Yeah. Serving it, um, making it an alcohol, th- uh, making it an evening thing was the biggest sort of prize for me because the daytime had already been done people have come in here and they've made the daytime successful. Um, so us making the daytime successful, yeah, it's positive and yeah, it's nice. But that evening thing where it's just us, it hasn't been done. And it's just that, that was, yeah. that for me, that was our biggest goal. And to see it sort of, like, we worked, we worked together for the first couple of shifts, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And 
just to just to be a part of it and see that sort of see I remember doing my first shift there and thinking oh this this could be a really good place you know like this is it is good like we are what we bring and what we do as like like saying big headed or whatever but it's a good place to come for food like it's not just the food that's good it's the service it's the experience it's the drinks one pound dessert yeah it's just little things that keep people talking about us and but make it fun to come like you know as much as I I come here with Ellie on the regular as much as when we were open and stuff so it is I think that the thing that we I found the hardest was not actually setting up a menu for night time because we knew we could create that experience and obviously the cocktail side of things that took literally a week and having Tom on board as well having that experience was just straightforward sorted but God, if anyone wants to start a restaurant, the kitchen is the nightmare of the oh, year. Man. There's constant things, but so many stuff you find out afterwards <laughs> as well. Like you don't know what you need to do to start a kitchen. You need twenty sinks for one. And yeah, until you start one, and then it's like, oh yeah, did you know you need this, or did you know you need this? Have you got this? And we just stood there like, we got a kitchen. Yeah. And shout out, we've been getting a lot of help and consulting from Ryan um, from Urban Grill House. He's been doing bits for us. But it's it's a fact that I found that um, the daytime, because getting the brunch side ready, like I feel that's still part of one of our weakness because the perception of coming in the daytime to nighttime is just mm. two different vibes, which it's always going to be. So it's always trying to find that vibe if you're going to come and have chicken wings or you want to have porridge or you want to have etc. in them periods. It's just getting that balance, and I think that's what we're now working on, really, the brunch side of things, because it's now part of our DNA in a way, where at first I wasn't really keen for it. I knew we had to do it, but now it's just integrated into something good. But we definitely know there's a lot of improvement to be made on that daytime, isn't there? Like, yeah, I think that's a big thing for us is the daytime, is because there's such a difference in... So I think you come to a coffee shop for a chill and a chat with your family and for your friends and stuff. You don't want that. Maybe the interaction yeah. with you staff. Do you want to get me on Instagram at 10 in the Yeah, <laughs> you don't want that. You come to a coffee shop to have a coffee and sit down and a chill. So to separate our brand from our daytime menu so much was different. And it's something that we have got sort of... Because I remember I come in a couple of months ago and Tom was saying to me, our daytime isn't the same vibe. It's not the same thing. It's not us. I was like, yeah, I, I get that, mate. But at the same time... Like we can't be we yeah, can't be a, how of a data in the daytime yeah. menu because like it's it's, it's, it's different it's yeah adapting. you don't want your coffee your food to come over to you and a fifteen minute chat with the waiter about how your day's been or whatever you want to sit there and catch up with who you're having your coffee with. you might only have you might only have fifteen minutes not, to have that you're not upselling are you you're yeah not, we don't really upsell here but it's not the case of going looking if they're about to finish your yeah. coffee to be like would you like another one <laughs> yeah yeah um it's crazy so in terms of uh, like house of wings when you look at the daytime nighttime and now we obviously moved to second city and how the team's growing from like maybe two to now i think we've got about 18 on the books now to each brand in itself like house of wings has got like we did the events, the wing fest. We've got the burgers. We've got a good cocktail bar. We got um, do you know what I mean there's so much different brands that we're actually starting. And even like you look at House of Burgers, that's going to be pretty much its own little franchise. 
what have you learned in terms of the last six months and then we haven't even talked about Ellesmere um, and even integrating Tom, Ryan and Duncan uh, who now got shares in the business and now owners of the business as well with us how what have you learned in that last six months because <sighs> just that it's constantly evolving you are literally I can have a week off like not even a week off but say like I'm afternoons in work so I have four days where I maybe don't interact with people in work in House of Wings so, uh, so and then I'll come back four days later in, on the Friday I'll come to the Friday meeting and there's a million things that have changed and I'm just sat there <laughs> like wow when did all this happen and it's like oh yeah Monday Tuesday Wednesday Tuesday Tuesday and I'm like alright cool but it's impossible to stay with everything constantly and that's what I've learned because I remember at the start I wanted to be involved in absolutely everything. Any tiny little decision that was made, everything that went went through anything, I was like, yeah, I need to be involved. I need to make a decision on that. I need to be involved in that decision or we need to at least have a chat. And it's just realising that that's not possible unless, and you've got to have mm -hmm. people that you trust around you to make those decisions and know that even if they make the decision that you maybe wouldn't have made, you back their decision because... Like you trust that they're that they're gonna make what's right for the business or what they thought was right. It might not even work out, and you have to say, "Oh well, maybe I wouldn't have done it that way." But you made that decision, and it, you're in the role to make that decision. So like, but that is definitely something I learned over the six months was that you can't be involved in everything, um, and it does move at an unbelievably fast pace. And but it is just little things that you look and you you notice more when you have those few days off and I come back like I went into Second City was it last week or the week before and I said to you I sat down and I said it's such a nice vibe like we had people there and it felt like a business we had Imogen and Tom there sorting through like the weekly shift rotor for the two the following two weeks we had things happening and it felt like an actual business instead of a shit show it felt like <laughs> as much as we've always just been chasing and chasing ourselves I felt like we've always thought that's right we'll get through that we'll get through that we'll get through that and now I feel like we are at a place where we're like a corporation we are like a business mm. and it, that was mm, nice to yeah. come in and see and realise that it just takes time and that six months that we've had since opening we have evolved massively I never thought we'd have a click and collect I never thought we'd have a burger van sat on a I mean, unit it down by colour supplies I never thought that to be honest I didn't think we'd have Ellesmere ready by now but you realise in this is that things happen fast and especially when you're involved because you do things at a million miles an hour yeah and the biggest thing that I've found is the team aspect like without a team it does. It's impossible. Yeah, um, I was literally thinking that to myself this morning. I like, was sort of thinking about when you think now the amount of responsibilities that Tom does for us, alongside how mm. Duncan's come in and he wants to scale us to the next level. Yeah. Just to be in position like where we are in the actual our Friday meetings at one p.m. If you want to come, I'm joking. It's <laughs> every Friday one p.m. Um, meeting. Um, what's it like been in a way for you because? You're an owner, but you're also working elsewhere. So, do you miss it, or are you like yeah, wondering what's happening? What say someone who's now working, 
is it hard for them to find someone to be like right i'm just going to trust them to run the business or when we did start this i was literally like right your role's this my role's this and yours was completed in a matter of a, a day <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it is it's you hard. just ran to the bank <laughs> <laughs> it is hard it is and um, because obviously i love this brand and it's something that i'll always be grateful for this opportunity for what we've done and so to, to then think that it's getting away from me at any point or when I did take that sort of not step back but where those few days I was maybe when I do miss those few days it is a bit more like difficult because I feel like I maybe I'm losing grips of it but at the same time like I said before, the, the trust, I, like the trust in this team, I don't doubt it in the slightest. There's no no part of me, especially with like Tom, Imogen, Duncan, like Ryan. Like we've got such a strong team, and I've realised that. I said that to myself this morning was that without a team of good people, you are nothing, and we have fell on a good team. Definitely, and I think when someone's listening out, like the team that. These are just like people who have not been in the um, restaurant game like alongside us um, and that side. But what we've been trying to employ is people who are, do you mean, who have got banter, but also just got personality and the rest of it, we just fold around that. It's not a case of I've had 10 years experience in the mm. restaurant. It's like we've built a thing like every month we want to do something and we go to Chester, we'll go to a city. We've been restricted obviously with the COVID situations, but like the whole team will be will be going to Dublin. Do you, it's that it's the vibe of like we're working, but we're going to create our own rules. Our business, isn't it? people that care about the business almost as much as we do, and for that, I'm so grateful because I I, I worked in this industry. I was at the Lion Keys for four years, mm-hmm. and I I probably didn't care half as much, not even half as much, anywhere near as much as these lot do for our business. Like, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it and I had a lot of laughs and I loved it, but I enjoyed the people more than I enjoyed the job. And I always said that, I said, I won't leave, like, I won't leave this job because I don't enjoy the job. Like, I I stay in the job because I love the people. I didn't particularly like working 16 hour shifts on not great money, but I enjoyed going to work and having a laugh with people I cared about. So that was one of the big things for me coming in was making sure people enjoyed this, enjoyed working here because that can make such a difference. If you go to work and enjoy who you're working with, it makes you want to go to work. Like you, you, a lot of people spend more time with people they work with than they do with their family and their actual friends. So if you can be friends or enjoy spending time with people you work with, it makes a massive difference and yeah, we work more on the relationships of like it's a bit like we say it's a cult, isn't it? Because the things that <laughs> yeah. we do, it's we do the work, but we're literally in it as well to enjoy that side of like, just as like a family that we've created. Do you know what I mean? And such different personalities, like so many different personalities. And we, when you look at our team, <laughs> crazy. And what? Who's and the craziest? It's it's gotta be. It's in it. It says M. She. Oh, says yeah. <laughs> She says yeah I say this all the time she's potentially one of my favourite people like no matter when I'm with her she makes me like belly laugh like 
I've never done before. Um, but it's like, would I bump into Sezium in the street and think I'm going to have a really good chat with her? Or like, if I didn't know her, yeah. like if House of Rings hadn't brought that friendship, I'd never have bumped into Sezium and thought me and her would have a good laugh, you know? Yeah. But that's what House of Rings, like Ethan, for example, like the flirt, qu- quiet, like <laughs> proper, like shy guy. If you walked past him in the street, you wouldn't think he'd say thing. But then we brought him into House of Wings and he's come out of his shell. Like, yeah. and when we do, when we we're allowed to have like people together and whatever, he did come out of his shell and he had a laugh and he's like drank with us. And yeah. like, we've seen a completely different side. Whereas it's a life experience, isn't it? Think, like yeah. when you look back to where we are, where to are now, like, if it ended like it's like we've had a laugh, like we've enjoyed it. We've oh, like so much fun. And, so and much now fun. the fun that it becomes is like we're spending AK for a prep room for the sake of it <laughs> to just sit there. Yeah, um, it's it's crazy. So what things are you excited about? Are you excited about Elsme? I know at first you're like let's relax, and I was like we've got it. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> what? <are> yeah. You? <laughs> um, yeah. Of course I'm excited for that. Um, Ellesmere I think will be really good. It's a nice market. Ellesmere hasn't got anywhere that's sort of... If you go to Ellesmere and you say, where do I go for food? You go to the Red Lion or the Indian maybe. Um, they haven't the got... The Greek is decent. The Greek is decent. The Thai's nice. I've, we've had a couple of Thais. Yeah, it is nice there. Um, but they're not really places that I ever think to myself, I'm going to go to Ellesmere for that. Yeah, Nando's all day. Yeah, I'm going to go for a Nando's or I'm going to go somewhere into Wrexham or whatever or Chester um, I wouldn't think I'm going to go to Ellesmere for a night on food and some drinks whereas I think we could possibly bring that like and I, obviously you and Ellie were brought up in Ellesmere and you both I think you've both said to me like it's you've got to get it right with Ellesmere because it's the people will either love it or hate it yeah. and if they hate it. You're in for a world of trouble because yeah, <laughs> it'll just go. It'll just landslide, and no one will come to you. But at the same time, people might love it, and if they do, then they'll back you to the hilt. Like the like the Red Lion, for example. How busy is the Red Lion on like a Saturday or a Sunday? Like you can't get in. If you ring on a Saturday or Sunday, you struggle to get a table, <laughs> and that's because they've done it right for years, and people in Ellesmere love it. So if we can bring that same sort of situation two hours me I think that it'll fly and as for sort of Wrexham we've mentioned other places that we'd like to go after that yeah sort of and hit, hit those other areas of places that don't have anything like how so sort of we are bringing hit those places yeah, and I think that's the exciting thing like we're not shying away that we'll be going to Wrexham we'll be doing this we'll be doing that yeah. it's it's a matter of like open the doors up and like, we'll give it a go. Um, and the minute them restrictions come through, we're going for it. And the team that we've got in terms of they're all we're all training them up to be managers, to be all this. And I think a lot of people talk about managing all this or that kind of stuff. It's generally people who just not saying they don't have common sense, but they can have a conversation, a good conversation, a bad conversation, and even how we switch people around daily, like we've decided Ryan's going to be the manager in Ellesmere and it's like he's done the kitchen side of things but now he's going to have to manage both sides of it and it's just putting people out of their comfort zone and anyone can kind of do it, do you know what I mean? So it's exciting to just see the growth in that sense. So we're never really going to be going, right, 
we want to find someone who's got five years experience in this and that, yeah. which is, I mean, we'll take it, but our first initial is, are they a good person? Are they what? And that's all it can, recruitment is a massive part of it. And alongside obviously products and all the other bits, but it's just been an exciting journey so far. And um, it's exciting to see where we go with it. Something so, that always sticks with me from when I was at Lankies, um, it was maybe 12 months into working there. And I always remember Matty Warren saying to me, is that hospitality, you don't, nobody chooses hospitality. Hospitality chooses the person. And it, that always stuck with me. And that was one, I don't know why it sort of resonated in the sense of, but I sort of understood it. No one thinks to themselves in school, I want to go and manage a restaurant. But sort of, you just fall into it. You, it might be someone's first job when you're 17. And then you go for like, you end up just working your way up. And before you know it, you're a manager or you're a general manager or you're whatever. And that, I always remember him saying, I, must have, I was probably only 17, 18 when he said that to me. So it was a good 10, 11 years ago. But it always sort of sticks in my head that that is one of the main things. So in the next part of this, it's like, you know, be like, oh, where do you want to see yourself in the next 12 months or whatever? But where do you see House of Wings in the next three months? Say everything opens up. What three is months. your ideal? Three months, I'd like, if Forrest comes back next week and says, you can start opening hospitality and you can do this, this and this. I'd love to be able to say, we'll have Ellesmere open. Um, that'll be going well. We get the day daytime stuff at Lailaya sorted. We obviously have Old Street, which we know is a good base. Cricken Clectonburg keeps running as it is, and we've got a place sorted in Maxim, like a venue sorted that we know we're gonna go hard at and start with that. I think three months is maybe some people would look at that and think that's a bit optimistic, but I think with the team we've got and with the sort of backing we've got, like as much as we get so much backing from people like family, friends, like things like that. Other businesses, like people that support us and stuff. I think anything's possible when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, and that's like when you're talking about the scalability of like, you know, as I said before, with Tom and Duncan, they've just come in and just taken us to the next level. Like mm -hmm. we're working off a system that we don't even have to meet each other now and there's no fear to hide when you just get a notification or a conversation. It's not... Yeah as you say, like a corporation that's just changed to another level back end to really tackling the problems. So like, tech it's so much tech yeah, stuff. He loves it, doesn't like, he? Uh, like, Dibley loves the tech. Everything's online, everything's just... But it's traceable, it's so so much easier. Yeah. Like, and it's exciting, like you see like now you're focusing on the finances side of things with Duncan, and it's like, we've got a marketing company, we've got we've got segments that it's like the restaurant is the base but behind it we in the back end we're really growing a great team of people um yeah and it's exciting so before we finish jacob i've got a few questions of this and that okay you ready so i just ask you this or that for example google or bing google why i just always use google <laughs> i know this is gonna be hard for you android or apple apple all day I can't deal with Android. Like, what is wrong with people? Mate, what sort of weirdo understands Androids? You pass me your phone, and I feel like a twelve-year-old's just been given a fucking A-level maths question. I look at it like, what am I meant to do with this? 
get this out of my hand. It doesn't work. This is going to be a hard one for you. Love or money? I love, mate. I, don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, Ellie will be on but, your ass. Yeah, the, like... the difference is... <laughs> <laughs> difference is, money comes under love for me because I love money. <laughs> so, I class both. I win. Sandals or sneakers? Sneakers. Second City or Oscar Street HQ1? Ooh. HQ1. I'll always have a love for Liar Liar. <laughs> um, Starbucks or Costa? Starbucks. And last but not least, family or friends? <laughs> Tough. I class my friends as family. Oh so. my God, you have gone just sat in the middle with that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but that is how it is. I class my friends as family, so... Yeah, so is there anything else you'd like to share, Jacob, before we end this call, my friend? Um, just thank you to everyone that supported us along the way. It's been a mad journey so far, and it's only going to get bigger. I genuinely feel like House of Wings is something that could start to take off. And I never thought, I remember Sean saying to me, like, what, 12 months ago? He's like, oh. You'll be you'll be running one soon, or you'll be you won't need to be at Cadbury's, or you'll be thinking, or you'll leave Cadbury's, and I laughed at him. I laughed in his face okay, and was never. like, "Never in a million years." I I love my job at Cadbury's. It pays everything for me. No chance I'm going anywhere. But it's getting to a point where I can see that I can see that day. I can see that potential in House of Wings, which is massive for me. Like for me to think that we've come that far to me to begin with it was just going to house of wings if it was a passive income yeah. and paid i yeah. think i said if it, like, i think i said if yeah. it pays my car a month <laughs> yeah it i'm gonna be it, it was, it was actually, if it pays my car each month i'll be over the moon and now it's something that i'm considering <laughs> where i'd leave the job that i've worked 10 years in and i've i like enjoy so yeah to get to that in the last 12 months is because of a, the hard work of our team, everything that we've got, and the support of everyone that has supported us along the way. So, yeah, just thank you to everyone that has helped us and pushed us. Yeah, and I think from the back end, it's like the front end that you see and the operation side of things, it's, it's you see that side, but where it all happens is really the back end. And I think, as I said, our meetings every Friday and the communication that we're all chipping in. Um, and it's like, the hardest thing we might have is arguing if we're going to change this or that. But the decision that we come and agree together is involving us enough to be like, let's just keep pushing. So I think a lot of people only see the like excitement and oh, the, the joy. The jokey and but... the wind up stuff that we do. Everyone sees that. They don't see the bickers. Mm. Not the bickers we have, but mm. like we have full blown like things. Mm. Where we disagree on stuff. Like we'll have things where we'll sit here between the four of us and all four of us have a different... Yeah. Or four or five. If it's a web out. app or yeah. mobile app, and it's. Are we going cashless? Are we having money? Like yeah. the rows that we sort of have, but we settle chair. them. We walk out of the meeting, and it's left. Like no, there's no sort of nobody walks around sulking, going, "Oh, I didn't get my own way." Like oh, well, I did. Yeah, <laughs> for about an hour, pull your face for a little bit, but so right, we just learn to deal with that. We give yeah. you a little. We give you a little hour to calm off and then we go again. It's fine. Yeah, mate, it's exciting and we're really looking forward to see what we can do. And as you said, thanks for the support and thanks for joining on the podcast, my friend. It's been a pleasure.
and Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> we will be back very soon. I think it's time for Mr. Dibley to get on this podcast. He'll be all techie. Oh. <laughs> you guys be ready. <laughs> right, he'll probably have it in three different languages. Right? <laughs> three different languages, and he'll have you on a telecom on the screen. He'll, he'll be pictured up everywhere when you're watching the podcast. And give you a yellow belly. Yeah. Beer. If you get a free yellow belly out of it, it's fine. Right. Thank you, guys. Um, catch up very soon. Yes. So thank you very much, Mr. Jacob Williams. And my next guest will be Mr. Duncan Dibley and get to meet the man who likes to hide behind the House of Wings brand and loves Yellow Belly. And he loves tech and cars. That's it. That's Duncan Dibley. Thank you very much, guys. See you soon. Love, peace, joy.